Start us off, Austin. Welcome to the second episode of Tangent. If you're still here listening, we thank you. I'm Austin Kipp. I'm Jack. And today with us is special resident nerd, Taylor. Ooh, classic. That's rude. Oh, Taylor Robinson. Woot. We got but, Taylor with us. Um, probably going to have to speak up it, a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Taylor's going to help us out with this one. Um, you know what? Why don't, why, don't want you, why don't we get right started right up? Uh, you start us off. All right. Well, for those of you who tuned in last show, we did Urban Legends from the fine state of Alabama. So we're moving right on down the alphabet to Alaska. So today we've got some urban legends from Alaska. Again, if you guys are in Alaska and you know about this stuff or you have some other stuff you want us to talk about, give us a email. We're at tangentpodcast at outlook.com. We did get it working, by the way. We have the password now, so we're good. We, we Yes, we were locked out of that account for a solid month. Yeah, it, it was a little rough, but we're back. Um, is our Twitter online yet? I don't know. Let me check. I will check that right now. All right. Keep going. Well, keep going. Well, well, Jack's checking on that. Uh, again, we're doing the segment called uh, American Urban Legends. This is where we cover the biggest urban legends from every U.S. state. So we did Alabama last time. We're doing Alaska today. And one of the coolest ones is the Alaska Triangle. So for those of you who have heard of the Bermuda Triangle, this is basically the same thing, but you guessed it, in Alaska. So it's the off-brand version. Yeah, it's the off-brand. But I will say, <laughs> much scarier in my opinion, because Bermuda Triangle, just water. Like, it's just water. The Alaska Triangle is like dense, unforgiving wilderness. Bears, like... So forest. What else is out there? Yeah, it's like forest. Is it forest? I thought it was just like mountain ranges oh, and snow. Was, yeah, it's like... I just thought it was ice tr- tundra. Yeah, it's like thick forested mountains. Like, oh, okay. So basically it covers from Juneau, Alaska to Anchorage and then up to a town in the north called Barrow. And how many square miles is it? I got to check on that. I think it's 32,000 square miles. Let's see. It is uh, 32,000 square miles. Um, and really the first kind of exposure of the Alaska Triangle. Well, first, what it is, is it's a place where people just mysteriously disappear without a trace. And, you know, Alaska is known for its, like, unforgiving terrain and wilderness and animals and stuff. So um, there's lots of theories on why people disappear there. Could just be that it's the woods. People don't know how to navigate in the woods or they get eaten by bears. Or there are theories about aliens just all these theories about why people are disappearing. And so, yeah, it's this 32,000 square mile triangle in Alaska. And it started out in 1972 in October. There was a U.S. House Majority Leader. His name was Hale Boggs. And then he had an Alaska congressman by the name of Nick Begich. Those are the worst names I've ever heard. <laughs> Boggs and Begich. Hale Boggs and what, Begich? There was... Hale Boggs, Nick Begich, and Russell Brown. So we got Boggs, Begich, and Brown. Okay, Russell Brown's pretty standard. I Russell can live Brown. with that. But we got Boggs, Begich, and Brown. Boggs, Begich. I, I don't like this anymore. Keep going. Boggs, Begich, and Brown, and they were flying in a little bush plane with Don Johns. That was the uh, pilot. Ooh. Ooh. So we got Boggs, Begich, Bush, Boggs, Begich, Brown, and Johns. 
flying in a bush plane and their plane just seemingly vanished, like disappeared from radar. No one knows what happened. There was no communication with it. And for over a month, there were more than 50 civilians, civilian planes and then 40 military planes. Tons of boats and a bunch of volunteers were searching the whole 32,000 square miles. But no trace of the plane, the men, or a wreckage was ever found. So plane just disappears, and that's kind of what opened up the theories that started the the myth of or the urban legend of the Alaska Triangle. And ever since then, there have been more planes that have gone down. Tons of hikers go missing, and the statistics are pretty staggering. Like in 1988 alone, there were more than 16,000 people that disappeared in the Alaskan Triangle. That's a freak ton of people. Right. So if we do the math, let me crunch some numbers here. Pull out the old calculator and do the do the math. The crunching. So that would be roughly forty four people a day going missing in the Alaskan Triangle. So just imagine that. Oh, I did the math as well. So thirty two thousand square feet is about half the size of Utah where we live. Oh. And if forty eight people were to go missing per day in half of Utah, that would be absolutely nuts. And people would be going crazy and freaking out. I don't know how I haven't heard of this before. If 44 people a day? forty Is that what you said? Yeah, that was in 1988. 44 people a day were going missing. So, yeah, it says in 1988, more, actually more, more than 16,000 people have disappeared in the Alaskan Triangle. Oh, you know what? This is since 1988. That was my bad. So in the last 31 years, I was saying that's a staggering amount of people. 16. I mean, it's still, I think I averaged it out to one a day because we do 16,000 divided by um, 31 years. That's 516 people a year. So, yeah, it's, it's well that's, over. That's well over a person a well day. Well over a person a day. And they average five, depending on the year, between 500 to 2,000 people a year go missing. So, yeah, one person a day still, that would be nuts. Mm. Like, we would be freaking out and everyone would be going nuts. Police would be looking for serial killers at that point. You know, mm-hmm. it would be crazy. Um, so basically these disappearances, they, they can never find traces of, they've never really found traces of anyone that's disappeared there, which is crazy. You think out of 16,000 people, they would find something, but there's nothing. And they're blamed on everything from weather to aliens, which is interesting. The swirling energy vortexes. I didn't get much more research on that, but I would like to talk to somebody who presented that theory because it sounds... Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> My question is: the swirling part a, uh, a an important factor of oh, that? Well, well, or yes, or is an energy vortex the same thing as a? How, how does a swirling energy vortex well, differ? From... You have your swirling and your twirling energy vortex. Oh, come on! <laughs> the swirling go counterclockwise, which is optimal for taking people through interdimensional portals. You're lying. And clockwise, yeah, not not optimal for portal. <laughs> portal travel so the, the swirling <laughs> is is uh, the essence of the vortex okay, so yes. what if the vortex isn't rotating in any direction then it doesn't matter it's just an energy vortex oh well just a regular old veg yeah, just, just your run-of-the-mill energy vortex it's... what happens if two energy vortexes going opposite directions collide uh at the end of time yeah we t- taylor we're not this isn't neil degrasse tyson well now you got me thinking Taylor, don't fill your head with such crazy outlandish ideas. (laughs) 
We're do- dealing with singular energy vortexes here. Oh, well, okay. Kind of try, try to be realistic. Come on. All right, back to the random missing people. Also, one of the more interesting... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why this is called tangent, ladies and gentlemen. Um, one of the more interesting theories of the disappearances is a old Tlingit Indian lore called the Kushtaka. Basically, it is a swarm of... A well, swarm. not a swarm, but it's like a bunch of otter man... Half otter, half man people things that... Will Otter come and capture man. people and eat them. They like take them underwater until they die, and then they eat them and eat their souls. And wow! Stuff. So yeah, that's an old souls. Indian. Oh my gosh! Indian legend, and that's like terrifying. we said, <laughs> yeah, right. They look they look creepy. Kushtaka. If we figure out how to post stuff in the show notes, we'll post a picture in the show notes. You can do that. Uh, I think we can. I always hear people on podcasts say that. We'll find the show notes and we'll post it. Oh my gosh, that is terrifying. Right. Describe what it looks like. Okay, so imagine a bear, but it got really old and grew a beard, and then I I can't I can't do it I can't do it. Just look up Kush that looks like Sasquatch. Ooh ooh ooh! I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Ooh, here's a better one. That's a monkey. It, it's I mean it looks like a monkey, but I could see you can see the otter like qualities. <laughs> oh, I do not like that one. That is terrifying. Yeah, it is. Okay, so yeah, it, it, I don't see the man part of it. I guess it's just kind of a humanoid, humanoid figure. Most uh, of them look like they're walking on two legs. So. It, basically, I'm just going to say Alaskan Squatch. Yeah. Is that fair? The Alaskwatch. Alaskwatch, I like that. We're yeah. coining that. What was that? Um, yeah, that's our new How term. How dare you? Alaskwatch. Oof. Oof. <laughs> so yeah, that's another really big one in the area. And like we said last time, you know, there's... With this Kushtaka legend, there's always a little grain of truth with every myth. So it makes me think, like, what the heck was eating people back when the Indians lived there that looked like an otter and a person? (laughs) But yeah, most of the drawings look like Bigfoot, so it could have been that. That's another really big theory because, like, Washington, Oregon, and Canada through Alaska have the highest rate of Bigfoot sightings in the world. Is that right? Yeah, actually, Washington I think has the highest. Washington State or Washington, Washington State? D.C. Yeah, Washington D.C. State. I, I mean, I don't know. Those politicians are getting weirder every day. <laughs> yeah, Washington State and Oregon have the highest, I think, in the world, and then up that the western coast up into Alaska and Canada okay. have tons of uh, Bigfoot sightings. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this place is just crazy. No one's ever been able to prove anything with how people disappeared because they never find any traces, and the reason they say. The reason that scientists say that people never find any traces is because, like, an avalanche would come in the winter and carry all the evidence away, or somebody's hiking, they get taken away into a bear den and they can't find them there, or they fall in a huge ditch where we can't go exploring. Or a freaking Kushtaka know. ate all yeah. the evidence. Or a Kushtaka ate all the evidence. You decide. You let us know what you think. I'm going to keep on as a pet. Another $10 award. Or what did I say last time? $100 reward. $100 reward for whoever rides a Kushtaka. Yep. So Hellhounds and Kushtakas, those are the two uh, the offers on the table right now. I'm sure there's going to be one for every state here. I mean, I want to see that crap. That'd be good stuff right there. Oh, here's another. Uh... Dude, okay, this is this is funny. 
Okay, the energy vortexes, you know how I was saying they rotate clockwise and counterclockwise? Is that what yes. you're being serious? I was pulling crap out of my butt, but it is literally <laughs> saying that on here. It says, they are thought to affect humans in various physics. Ah, oh, this is awesome. The energy radiates in a spiraling cone shape, clockwise or counterclockwise, creating positive and negative effects. I was right. This is awesome. They are thought to affect humans in a various physical, mental, and emotional ways. Uh, positive... It's like weird. The text is weird on here. Positive vortexes spiral upward in a clockwise motion, creating an enhancing flow of energy. This type is said to be conducive to healing, meditation, creativity, and self-exploration. People actively search these places out to feel inspired, recharged, or uplifted. Some of the places where people where positive vortexes are said to exist are the Egyptian pyramids, Stonehenge, the Sedona Desert, the Alaska Triangle, and sacred temples and cathedrals throughout the world. It also does say that there are negative ones that go in a counterclockwise motion, creating a draining or depleting energy, a drain, where they're getting sucked through an interdimensional drain (laughs) portal. I was right. And depleting the positive energies in its vicinity. So it says a lot of people are drawn to the Alaskan Triangle because of these like positive clockwise energy vortexes where they can go meditate and be healed and stuff. And then they disappear. So, yeah, there's tons of theories out there. Energy vortexes taking people away, aliens, Bigfoot, bears, and people honestly just getting lost. But to me, with 16, like an average of one, more than one person going missing a day, that doesn't seem like people are just getting lost to me. Because there's like national parks. People are actively patrolling. They're always looking for people in there. Like they would find people that were lost. Like, don't you think... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, the fact that they can't find anything. I'm sure they've found some people. I'm sure some people have died in there or found. But just the amount of um, unsolved, I guess. Yeah, that's No evidence good. at all. The amount of those cases. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of snow and all that. But something's going on. Something. I mean, there's a lot of snowy places and dangerous places all over the place, but I don't. I've never heard of any of them having this this issue of uh, what two people a day going missing. Yeah, it's double the national average. So um, more people probably go missing in Alaska than anywhere else in the nation. Probably, maybe. I don't know if yeah. they're doubling the national average for missing people. Yeah. And they're probably the reason why it's ours is so high. Dang it, Alaska, get your crap together and don't go in that triangle. Where was the triangle again? So it goes from Juneau to Anchorage to uh, Barrow in the north. And it covers the Denali National Park, kind of if you know where that's at. In the, it's pretty much right. Let's see. I'm looking at a map here. And it's kind of like it goes right the line coming from Barrow down to Anchorage goes pretty much right through the middle of Alaska, like cuts it in half. So you're saying there's a lot of people in there already. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, why tell them to leave? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how many people live in the triangle, but they live on the edges of the triangle because Anchorage and Juneau are two of the biggest cities in Alaska. 
So there are people near there, and I'm sure there are little towns and cities in there. People live in there. So it's not just some, like, barren wasteland where no one ever is, you know? Like, people you are... would You would think of a, a, a triangle of missing people, blah, blah, blah. You would kind of think of, like, a barren wasteland where nobody is or anything is, but turns out it is a fairly populated area. I don't know. Yeah. This is your research. I, didn't, I don't know anything about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's not super... Alaska itself isn't very populated. Like, the city of San Francisco actually has more people than the whole state. That so, can't possibly be true. Yeah, yeah, it's... Like, it really is. It's, wow. It's, like, the least densely populated state because it's so big, too. But... It is quite large. Yeah, it's the least... There... So, it says here... It says... Um, where was I just reading this? It says... Oh, I found a statistic... Says that was on this other page. Um, let me go back and find it again. Yeah, so it says, for example, in 2007, there were 2,833 people who were reported missing in Alaska, and at that time, the entire state only had a population of approximately 670,000 people. Wow. Yeah, so that at that time, with the amount of people that went missing, it was four out of every thousand that were going missing. So, in like alarmingly high rate. And yeah, I mean, personally, for me, looking at pictures of the like the terrain and stuff, I can definitely see the theories of like people just getting lost or like the elements taking them. You know, like right, winter right. or avalanches or animals that live there. But just, that many. Right, that many. Like, you think people that live there would also know. Like, they're not going to live in Alaska and just not know how to, like, live in the woods. Because that's all Alaska is, pretty much, you know? Right. I feel like people that live there are going to know how to take care of themselves. They know their their way around the old, the old kushtakas. Right, so, so let us know what you guys think. Like, what, what you think about the theories and... What theory you think is the most plausible for all these disappearances? Because it is crazy weird how many people are going missing there. Also, if you live there, don't. That's a terrible idea. Don't follow the energy vortexes. Who knows? Maybe if you go through them, it's just time travel. Well, yeah, maybe that's where everyone's going. They're time traveling. I feel like they'd be, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Never mind. I don't understand time travel. Just got <laughs> done watching the old end game, and that was enough for me. What do, what do you guys think? What do you think is the most plausible like explanation? Well, obviously the most plausible is always the, oh, these people don't know what they're doing. They get lost and just don't survive. But with that many people... It's Ugh. just downright fishy. Fishy. They have they have a lot. They have fish in Alaska, so that's Ooh. funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comedic timing. Uh, I don't know. Pun. What do you, Taylor? <laughs> what do you think on that? I'm on the skeptical end of things, to be honest. I'm trying to decide. In all things, you mean? Yeah, or yeah, just in this? In all, all things. Uh huh. Whenever I hear something like that, I'd have to figure out. Because mm, I feel like you said sixteen thousand people. Are going missing without a trace? Yeah. It's, it's what the numbers are telling us. 
Okay. I well, I just want to see because I imagine there's a couple people that have gone missing that have been found. Oh, I'm sure there is. And I'm just curious in those situations, what was the story? What was all that? Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious yeah. in a normal situation like that, yeah. what were the circumstances that got someone lost, or did they got brought out, or? I wonder if anyone that has you know, ventured into the triangle per se has seen anything like came out and said, man, I almost got killed by a freaking Kushtaka for the third <laughs> time this week. Those things, I don't know. Maybe they're like this freaking energy vortex was chasing <laughs> me around and barely made it out. As soon as I crossed that triangle <laughs> line, it, it couldn't come any further. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of interested about yeah. Playing with tag with Bigfoot got lost, you know. Well, well, you make an interesting oh, point oh. because it is like still a really, really popular tourist attraction. Well, there is a national park in there. You said yeah, right. There's a national park. There's tons of places to go camping and hiking and stuff. So yeah. like, despite all the disappearances, like people are still going there. So if there is something weird going on, like there's got to be somebody who has like a, an experience with it that's come out, you know, and not been affected by it or lost you know right right but yeah i mean not even just people are going missing it's planes it's boats like yeah the planes i forgot about that the planes are what mess me up like you you can't lose a malaysian all over again (laughs) you you don't lose a plane and not find any of the wreckage right it's one thing if it's over the ocean i understand that because you know the ocean is massive I mean, it's huge. It can it's sink. Water. It can flow it away. All that crap. You can't search it very easily. It's another thing to be on land and lose a plane. Yeah, like black boxes today are meant to like withstand impact and to withstand elements and to like last so they can be recovered. Help, you know, yeah, recovered and like homing beacons on the planes and everything. Like those are built to like built for, for those these specific- purposes. Yeah, for those specific purposes. So I think with planes going missing, like, it's fishy that they've had tons of planes. Like, uh-huh, fishy. You know, <laughs> you see the TV shows about planes that go missing, and it's like a super, super rare thing for it to go missing. Right. Which is another weird thing, saying that this has happened so much. How have I never heard of this before? Right. right. You know, you told me about it. I thought that was a little interesting, too. Conspiracy. Yeah, that's the Alaskan Triangle. Let us know what you guys think about it. If you have any theories of your own, you know, shoot us an email. Um, We'd love to hear from you. If anyone's been there and you've seen weird stuff or you've heard of people that have seen weird stuff, definitely let us know. We'd love to hear that kind of stuff. And our content, we want it to be fan-driven. So keep in contact with us about it. And that's the Alaskan Triangle. Yeah. Yes, send us what you got. Um, Yes, we do have our email. Uh, I did check earlier. No Twitter. It doesn't exist. It's not there. It just says no no results. I don't... We'll, we'll I, get it up and running. I don't know. Apparently Twitter thinks we're like a 12-year-old girl. It thinks <laughs> we're like an, a two-week-old something. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Twitter sucks. Maybe we just <laughs> won't do Twitter. We'll do Facebook and Instagram. <sighs> Maybe Instagram. I don't know if we can do Facebook. <laughs> They're all terrible. Snapchat. Or we could just do like skip the social media and stick with good old fashioned email. 
But Sign then, up for our but newsletter. Then, no, no, the, the <laughs> newsletter. The weekly printed newsletter. Uh, Give us your address and we'll mail you a newsletter every week. You make sure you for print it to three it. small purchases of nine ninety nine. Yeah. And include it as a free gift. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um Yes. That's that is a very interesting one. I don't think mine's nearly as interesting. Um and there's not really as much to go off of for it, I'm, af- I'm afraid. I was really hoping I'd find more, but there really wasn't. Um, my main one, I had two, but I don't know anything about the other one, um, is uh, good old Harp. Ooh, Harp. Um, I remember you telling me about believe, this. Which I believe is, um, hold on, hold on. I Harp stands for... High frequency, that doesn't make any sense. There's no F in there. Farp. <laughs> High frequency active auroral research program. How do you spell that? Uh, all of the words or just harp? Harp. Oh, it's two A's. Harp, like the instrument with two A's because of active auroral. auroral. <laughs> um, don't make fun of me. We, we didn't do our vocal warm ups before the show, so excuse us. Just got done eating some burgers. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Oh, right. Um, so what's interesting about harp is basically they are a atmospheric test facility. Um, they basically, what they claim to do, it's, it's government run. It's military run, I believe actually. Um, but it's what they do is, oh, I'm trying to, you know, get a real real sentence so i don't butcher what they actually do harp is a research program designed to analyze the ionosphere portion of the upper atmosphere which is about 53 miles above the surface i don't know what's so interesting about that specific sphere of the atmosphere i don't know what do you call it layer yeah yeah that (laughs) um I don't know why you wouldn't just study the whole dang thing. Apparently the ionosphere is the prime sphere to study. Maybe we don't know anything about it. Maybe that's what, I don't know. Um, talk to the Navy. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's funded by the Air Force, the Navy, and the University of Alaska. And something else called DARPA, the Defense Active... Gosh dang. Defense Advanced Research... Pro- Projects Agency. I think uh, they develop like weapons of war, don't they? DARPA. I mean, it, it seems like it. Interesting connection there. So yeah. So not only is this government run, which is already fishy. Anything government run, obviously, is just just weird. Um, but then it's military run for the most part, with exception to the University of Alaska. Who knows? Maybe they got some sketchy crap. Um, but they claim just to study the weather, I guess, and the ionosphere and just random things like that. Um, but there are many, many theories out there that claim they can do some crazy crap with that uh, massive um, radio system they have there cost i believe 53 million dollars to build um where they send uh radio signals up into the atmosphere to 
get data. Um, many, many people claim that Harp has knows how and has for a while known how to control the weather all over the globe. Um, and they can use it for, I guess, warfare purposes. I don't... I can't remember. I know... Didn't you and I talk about, Austin, you and I talk about a, a specific incident where one of the theories about what caused it was Harp's uh, uh, weather system? Um, or was was that not with you? I, I, yeah, I remember that. Do you I, happen to remember that what the conspiracy theory podcast. was? I don't for sure, but, oh man, I think it was kind of along the lines of like what you said, like starting war, basically, like being able to use the weather to influence really like the livelihood of an area or a country. Right, right. I mean, like with enough nasty weather, you can do anything to any place, which makes me kind of doubt that a little bit because, I mean, we've been in war plenty and I've never heard of, well... It's snowing all of a sudden. It's, some. There's been a 24-7 lightning storm over this country so ever since USA's been in war with them. I don't know. So I've never heard anything like that. So maybe they're trying to keep it subtle. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. They claim to not be able to, but of course they do, right? So from from what I remember, sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt No, you. please. But from what I remember, there's there was like a thing at the Geneva Convention, or not the original Geneva Convention, but in United the 70s Nations? or something, there was the Environmental Modification Convention. That's what it was called. And apparently... Um, they were talking about how the U.S. apparently used weather warfare in Vietnam. And oh, so then, they, they claimed that they did do it. Yeah. So they were, like, hoping that it would reduce the the ability of the Vietnam soldiers to, like, attack them where they were at at that time. Because, I mean, it already rained a ton in Vietnam. Uh-huh. But they were trying to increase it even more to make it, like, impossible for them to be attacked. And from what I remember, I think there was a like a UN treaty that was signed saying that the certain countries in the UN couldn't use like weather warfare against each other. So I think right now there's like I I can't find a source. I'm look trying to look up a source, but I'm pretty sure there's a um oh yeah, here it is. The Convention on the Prohibition of Military or any other hostile use of environmental modification techniques. Um, entered into force in 1978 prohibits widespread long-lasting or severe effects as the means of destruction damage or injury dang so there's an international treaty saying that no one can use weather warfare basically well i mean and when was this again uh 1978 so in the 70s we they obviously thought it's a possibility to be able to control the weather because why else would they make a treaty against it? Yeah. Probably to not destroy the atmosphere and right. so on. But, I mean, no, everyone's like, you can't control the weather. That's not, just not controllable. Well, we're going to make a treaty against it, so you can't do it. I'm like, well, I can't, but all right. Well, I mean, why would you make a treaty against something you think that you know is not possible? Right. Like, they had to know it was possible, and they had to have seen it. They, they to had have to make a Something would have it. happened to just be like, okay, that's a... Maybe maybe there someone was running tests and was able to form a cloud in a, a lab or something. There's like, oh shiz, <laughs> no, 
Nope. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I mean, really, though, it is honestly the most effective weapon of war, in my opinion, because you can wipe out food supplies, you can wipe out water supplies. Yeah, heck, if you just make it not rain... Yeah, you can just no kill water. morale too. Like, heck yeah! If no one has food and water; they're gonna be depressed. Or if it's raining twenty four seven, and everyone is wet every day, like they're gonna be depressed too. You know, get so, more likely to get sick. Right, that kind of stuff. Okay, so that's interesting. One one thing that came up is, I man, I can't remember if this is actually it, but do you remember? I know you remember Dialov Pass. Oh, yeah. When they... Was one of the theories that Harp may have caused, like, the... What, didn't they see, like, lights in the sky or something like that? Yeah, I I don't remember specifically if it was Harp or if it was, like, a Russian, like, like, organization similar to Harp, but they were doing... It was proven that there was a military base nearby, and they were doing testing in the area of like radioactive bombs. But I don't, I don't know for sure. I had heard the theory that they were using those bombs to try and influence the weather, and that's one of the main theories is that an avalanche came through and wiped those guys out. Okay, so yeah, I mean, maybe probably wasn't Harp, but the same things going on over in Russia. Right. Well, you know that if the U.S. was trying it, Russia was trying it at the same oh, time yeah, in absolutely. the '70s, like. Right, like after the Cold War, like t- like things were heated between the U.S. and Russia at the time, so you knew they had they had it too. Oh, absolutely. Dialov Pass is a super crazy incident. I I want to tell you about it, but I think we should wait. That should be like an episode of its own. Yeah, that's like a whole episode right there. That that's that's a crazy one. We got we got to do that. That's probably going to come very soon probably between one of these a what would it call them auls can we call them auls auls american yeah. urban legends owls, the owls. <laughs> yeah i don't know that's that's i mean there's not there's really not much ground to go off of because with something as government driven as harp is and for how quiet they keep you can't blame anything on them or you can blame everything on them. Something happens, and you just go, it's Harp. I mean, they're doing some crazy stuff, but you can't prove that at all because we don't know anything about Harp. All we know is they study stuff. What do they do with that information? Warfare. Right. And, and, I mean, the other thing is we have crazy weather, like, everywhere in the world. There are places that have, like, tropical typhoons in Utah. We have snow and then in the summer it's way hot and our weather's crazy in the springtime it just snowed like, it's we may. just had snow yesterday or two days ago here and it's may so like how are we to even know if somebody is controlling the weather or if it's just nature you know there's really no way to tell right i don't think it's just and so i mean our weather could even be being this is a long shot but our weather could be being controlled right now and we don't know it Maybe it's never not been controlled. Do you ever think about that? Right. Weather like, wasn't a thing until Harp came around. But then, <laughs> like that's that's scary. Like if Harp can control the weather, they're controlling nature, like a natural thing. And so natural is no longer natural. Right. Natural is not natural. And so what does that lead to? You know, if we're able to control one aspect of nature, like what else are we able to control at that point? You know, other aspects of nature, 
Like, then you get into the whole, like, zombie thing of people being able to control cells and stuff. But, like, I don't know, just being able to control nature, it's, like, really scary. Because up until that point, we previously just thought that, like, a higher power or god had that ability. And in man's hands, that's really scary. Especially the USA government. But, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I tried to find specific theories about this, but it's all super generic stuff. Like, I don't know, people say, oh, they're working with aliens. There was nothing specific, no story to tell besides people think they're working with aliens. That kind of stuff. It's just it's just a weird thing to talk about. I thought I'd bring it up. And it's in Alaska, obviously. Or else I wouldn't be bringing it up. I don't think I mentioned that. I don't know where in Alaska it is. I, I'm not sure of that either. Um, it's it's also been said that harp is like a mind control thing too, but, Oh, right. I do remember that. I forgot about that one. It was, uh, as controlling the weather, they're also like putting things in the air to control us. I don't know. Yeah. If you ever hear people talking about how planes leave their chemtrails and those are mind control things, like probably something to do with harp. Which I don't really get, because, you know, you got people going against government every day. So uh, if they are controlling them, they're doing a really bad job. Or maybe an incredible job. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They're telling him to... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Conspiracy theories. Yeah. It, It definitely is weird, though. And I feel like... Treaties don't mean a lot in wartime, so if yeah, World never War really Three ever that. breaks out... Just like, hey, we, we hate each other, we're going to try to kill each other, but follow these rules. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but like, if World War Three breaks out, the weather, if there really is that ability to control it, can get really crazy. Stay indoors. Yep. Indoors. Um, Dude, yeah. thinking of weather, I don't know why I just thought of this, but my uncle lives in Phoenix. Have you ever seen those dust storms they get down there? I think they call them, like, I think they're legitimately called haboobs. <laughs> like, look it up. I think it's H-A-B-U-B. That sounds like habob. Wait, wait. No, you said you? No. Oh. Haboob, yeah. Haboob. Haboob. It's a type of intense dust storm carried on an atmospheric gravity current. Or energy vortex. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever seen a... Haboob before. Dude, have you seen the Mission Impossible where they go to India? Yeah. And he's like on the outside yep, of that yep, building. That's exactly. a haboob where the dust cloud comes in. But my uncle lives in Phoenix and they get him there sometimes. And so. I got I got an uncle who lives in Phoenix as well. Yeah. Nice. No, not Phoenix. Mesa. Yeah, that's where my uncle lives too. Holy Mesa. nuts. Jack and I are the same person. We, we are the discovered. same person. And we will never not be. It's kind of it, weird. New things that we have the exact same things about. Taylor over here just doesn't fit in anywhere yeah i don't know why i thought of the haboobs but weird weather thing (laughs) (laughs) that's good stuff right there (laughs) okay um there was something else i wanted to discuss what was it the boat i don't know enough about the boat i just found that today and i was like man i wish i would have found that earlier because that's freaking nuts there's apparently some like the ghost ship or something um, that is unmanned and has been forever, but it just keeps floating around everywhere. I don't, I don't know enough about it, but it's apparently a a, a ship piloted by a ghost. Um, I might, I might bring that back up later if it's interesting enough because that was pretty, pretty, pretty neat looking. 
Yeah, for those of you who tuned into our first episode and enjoyed the true crime bit, uh, that's kind of hard with Alaska because everyone that goes missing is never found. <laughs> they don't know what happened. So oh, that's my bad, Taylor. Yeah, there's like not a lot of ton of true crime that comes out of Alaska, but we're gonna keep looking. And if you have just any interesting theories, no, again, no, let us know for sure. Sorry, ignore us. We're just kind of having a dispute <laughs> over here. Yes, do what Austin says. Uh, uh, he said something about i did say something yeah do what he said said. um there was something actually i found on true crime and i am i'm just gonna read it because i don't know enough about it if you would like to uh know about it here it is it's just a just a nice summary but it's uh it says that um in craig alaska Craig, in 1982, Mark Colthurst, his family, and his crew were brutally murdered aboard his oh, this, scene ship. I don't know. Yeah, what, this I don't is know the one I was telling you about. You were telling me about one? Remember I told you the true crime family that was murdered oh, on their boat? Oh, you did tell me about that. Okay, well, I'm stealing it from you. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, they were on a, I don't know what a sign, what is that word right there? Sign ship? Scene ship? I don't know. Okay. Well, some well, how's sort it of spelled? Huh? How's it spelled? S E I N E. Oh, yeah. I and even if I know how to say it, I don't know what kind of ship it is. It looks like a regular old ship to me, but the kind that floats on water, you know. Oh. That's good to know. But apparently, uh it, it, the ship was called the Investor. The foggy morning on the last day of opening season, Colt Horse's ship sat Holy crap, I just slaughtered that. It's it, a fishing ship. Okay, all right, good to know. His fishing ship sat anchored in the cove instead of joining with the rest of the fleet. Inside of the cabin and bunk rooms were their murdered bodies of the crew and the family. Well. Uh, the ship had been anchored out cove with the bodies inside and left open unintended for the ship to drown. Um, a man was seen buying gasoline at the docks before t- taking the investor's skiff. What's a skiff? It's a small boat. Oh, okay. I need to go out more, apparently. Taking their skiff out to the anchored ship early in the morning. Soon after, smoke was seen billowing from the sky above the investor. So, then another ship that was at the dock headed out to assist. When they momentarily stopped to speak with the man returning on, on the returning skiff. The man continued to the dock, and after talking to a few people, disappeared into the city of Craig, never to be identified. Only one man has been brought to the trial of these gruesome murders. John Kenneth Peel, a young man who matched the picture description of the man on the skiff and who had previously crewed a ship for Colt Colt Hurt. Man, I hate their last name. The family that owned the ship in the past. (laughs) Peel was acquitted. But but taken to court again, lasting the the longest of any trial held in Alaska. After escaping charges for a second time, he uh, filed suit against the state for 175 million due to wrongful prosecution. He settled for 900k, that's a cool even 900,000, and disappeared forever, never explaining why he settled for so little. Oh, that's not very little, but I, I mean, uh, compared to the 175 mil he wanted, I guess that's a very minuscule amount. Um, so it's just weird that, 
you know, murders happen all the time, unfortunately, but on a boat. How strange. Did it happen? <laughs> Murder on a boat. <laughs> did it happen, like, in the water? Like, did this guy just, like, freaking sw- swim out like Michael Phelps and dolphin jump into the boat, murder everyone, and scurried off? What are you doing? I dropped my phone. Dang it. <laughs> what? Gosh. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Michael Phelps with his infinity gold medals around his neck. One proceeded to strangle. Didn't he everyone. lose him though? Because he smoked some Mary Jane. Oh, I don't know if he lost him or not. I know it got threatened to to lose them all, hmm. but he's still my hero. But yeah, Michael Phelps. That's the uh, that's the prevailing theory right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, then the guy just freaking lit it on fire. Yeah, he did. Why? Burn the evidence, man. Viking send off. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's not even any better. You find dead bodies, or it destroyed, obviously, with... I mean, can't they discover arson based off of, like, they can find out what lit it? Yeah, the origin point of the fire and what caused it. Yeah. So they could say, okay, this was uh, lit up with... I mean, there is a gasoline on a boat, so... That like how quickly it spreads, too. So if there an accelerant was used. Science. <laughs> I don't know. Science. Science. Uh, that's... I don't know. That's an interesting one. What yeah. they do with the ship after all this happened? Well, I mean, it was burned down, so probably... Is it still in the water, or did they eventually pull it out? I'm sure, I don't know what there was to pull out. I'm sure they had some cleanup crews to pull out some of the big pieces, at least. I don't yeah. I don't. I don't boat. <laughs> do you research? Doesn't your family have a boat? Yeah, my family has a boat, but not a, a sign. Have you fire? <laughs> a fishing boat? boat no it's a it's a well should we uh should we move on to our tech news yeah i guess so i mean not as not as much on alaska unfortunately some a little bit weirder stuff i think yeah Um, definitely very different compared to the old alabama but um some good stuff yeah i think that's all we got for now unless you guys uh give us some more to go off of hint 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 but yes go ahead Wait, or is it me? This one's you. Yeah, this is me this week. Sorry. Hold on. I'm unprepared, as as is tradition. It's with Elon Musk. That's all I know. Wasn't the last one with Elon Musk, too? No, the last one was the IBM Quantum. Oh, computer. right, right. Then we just kind of got off topic to Elon Musk. AI, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Not that one. Here we go. I found it. All right. So, apparently, this was uh, published on... Monday, April 22nd of 2019. So it's a little little old. It's not quite recent, but it still got me uh, all riled up and excited or terrified. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it says uh, e- Elon Musk has revealed his Neuralink, 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 who knows? Man, I can't pronounce words. Uh, his A startup company is... Close to announcing the first brain-machine interface to connect humans to computers. So, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Anyone see a movie where you connect your brain to a computer? Just freaking plug it in. Well, how is the connection made? Is it just with, like, you see in the movies where they just stick all those pads on the sides of your head and stuff? That's a good question. I don't think it says. Um, do 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 
Neuralink was set up in 2016 with the amb ambitious goal of developing hardware to enhance the human brain. However, little about this, how this will work, has been made public. The startup's website, which is advertising vacancies for 11 different jobs, describes the futuristic technology as a ultra-high bandwidth connection between human brain and computers. I think it'd really just be like controlling stuff with your mind. Like if you want to browse on your phone, you just think you it can just think up. it, and then it does it. You know, dude. Like think of like a freaking business applications. Not well, not quite business, but like things like uh, I mean databases. Like you have a butt ton of data all over the place, terabytes. Like we're getting up to petabytes in some places. Can you just plug into any amount and just like instantly know? Hmm. No matter the know. size, you have to download. You have to like download. Do we have? Do we have to pay for like faster speeds to download to my brain? <laughs> you got to download more RAM for your brain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get the RAM juice. I'll drink it down. Here's a tip for you: if your computer's slow, just go to downloadmoreram.com. Speed it right up. Or I hear they make RAM in a can. Ooh. Just spray it. Just open up the side and just start spraying things with, with the RAM. That's how computers work. Um, but yes, Musk has frequently claimed that the rapid rise of artificial intelligence poses, poses an egg, egg. Oh my gosh. Taylor, can you read this for me? Start with Mr. Mr. Musk. Mr. Musk has frequently claimed the rapid rise of artificial <laughs> intelligence poses an existential risk to humanity. Such an interface, he says, is essential if humans are to compete with such technology in the future. Oh, so, okay. All right. I didn't read that far because I'm lazy. <laughs> so, so we've already talked about how much Elon Musk hates AI. AI. And he believes it's going to be the downfall of humanity. So he's freaking doing this to fight AI. It's just like, that's freaking... Oh, I see. Yeah, so then it must be that the that the data flow only goes one way. It's so like you were saying, I don't think we'd be able to like learn, have data implanted into our brains. Wait, we so just have the, the data going from our brain to the device. Okay, that seems even harder in my mind, though. How do you find data in your brain? Isn't it all like, I don't freaking know. I don't, I don't know. Ah! Kind of like trying to imagine like your, your mind thinking something and then sending a signal out to your muscles. I assume something to that effect. Where it said you think something and So we got to figure out how to freaking change the electrical signals in our mind and convert them to a digital signal. Well, or is it already a digital signal? Here's the cool thing uh, is that the brain has thought of ways to do everything, has thought of like inventions to create to accomplish tasks. Literally everything. Is so we of. have the task in our brain already and we have a way to complete it, and we create something that can complete that task. But this is just bypassing the need for us to create something to complete that task. <clears throat> now, we have that thought, and then it's just instantly translated into the task being done. Does that make sense? I, I suppose. Like, it's it's crazy to me. So I could just, like, freaking I'm sitting here at my computer playing some Siege, and I go, man, I really wish I had a freaking pizza right now. But I'm so lazy, I could just USB just chunk and, like... In two to seconds, without even saying a word or moving a muscle, I got a freaking pizza on on the way to my house. Oh yeah, I remember that part of the article where they were gonna embed USB ports into our heads. Yeah, 
Okay. That's a horrible. Well, how else do you suggest that they do it? I don't know. Ask Elon Musk, dude. USB is obviously the most (laughs) popular connection. I feel like that's a pretty... (laughs) At least go USB Type-C. Well, obviously, obviously. We're not freaking Apple here. We're not going to lightning port this crap. (laughs) Stupid Apple. All right, I got to get rolling in a minute, so we got to... All right, all right, all right. Okay, wrapping up. Uh, Alaska. It's weird. It's weird. Just like the rest of the states, I'm sure. I feel like we were a little ill-prepared for this episode. Lots of people in Alaska, they gone. They gone. Straight gone. We don't really have anything to believability scale in this one, do we? I mean, Kushtaka and Energy Vortexes, what are the believability there? Kushtaka, nine. Nine? Nine. Eight and a half. I think Kushtaka, the theory is very believable, but not as the Kushtaka is explained. It's something that's taking people. Right. Not, I, I don't know if I believe like the Kushtaka is what's doing it. Right. I, I, I'm a firm believer in Bigfoot, though. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I, Bigfoot's real. So anything we're doing with it, I'm going to put a high number on. Vortexes? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with a solid five on that one. I don't know hmm. anything about Vortexes. Yeah, I'd say I've four never... to five, too. I can ask my uh, friend Tyler. One time I walked into his house, and he was watching a YouTube video on how to create energy balls. So <laughs> I can ask him if he knows anything about it. <laughs> Believability, Taylor. On Kushtaka, go. Zero to ten. Two. Oh! If wow. that... You're not a Bigfooter, huh? I am skeptical about all things. All things, huh? Energy if, if Vortex. You can find, well, Energy Vortexes are pretty common, aren't they? Oh, I'm sure in space. What about... I'm, what? What? what I, do we have time to... We don't have time, do we? What do you want to do? I don't... What does an Energy Vortex do? I mean, we're talking about these energy vortexes. I never heard what the heck it does. What is it going to do for it me? Really if I just said it, it affects the human body in different ways. Oh, so it's not like a thing, like it looks like a portal and it's like swirling and looking at it. If you I go have through no it, idea happens. if it has a, like a physical manifestation or not. Oh, I might. Or if I it's more of just then. like a an ethereal vortex. Oh yeah, typhoon. That's that's much different. I'm just thinking of swirling air above somewhere. No, not not quite air. Energy. <laughs> Energico, <laughs> like a chi almost. Exactly, mm. freaking chi. You can call it, call it whatever you want. Dark matter. We're talking about that. Dark matter. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't like this stuff. This stuff. Can we do a simpler episode next time? Missing yeah. children. That was a. That was a. Not a oh, good hey, I, I remember the fact I was going to tell you guys. Oh, I was. You'll enjoy I was, this. Yeah, I was curious because you said that I was going to like I, something. I'm I like, in there, forgot. I was like, I don't know, that otter thing. Is so, with the Alaska Triangle, there was a group of six men. There was a television series based on the Alaska Triangle and the animals that live in the area. The show is called Alaska Monsters, and it's about a team of six frontiersmen called the Alaska Midnight Suns, or AMS for short. <laughs> so Wes is, uh, Wes is doing some side stuff there. Oh, we don't know boy. about Wes and Tarrant going hard in Alaska. I got to make some calls. <laughs> AMS. Oh, my gosh. Good stuff. That's not going to make sense to any of you guys. Probably. We work with AMS. We, we work with a company called AMS. That's the whole story. Very. Oh. So, um, yeah. Finish it off, Jack. The episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we we uh, really appreciate you guys listening in. It uh, 
we're still learning how to do things obviously we're we're coming we're getting a little bit more free time um now that uh we got the school done the, the semester is behind over, us behind us yeah and we i don't think we're going to need to work nearly as much overtime as much time as we have been so don't you worry the next episodes are going to be great so great and we're going to give taylor an assignment next time cuz he's He's slacking, obviously. We'll have cool. Taylor do our tech news next time. For yeah, Taylor. there we tech go. News. Tech okay. news. I can do that. You can have tech news. Uh, end of, uh, Taylor, you got any? I, I want you to end us out. Come on, give me a good, uh, give me a good dad joke. Dad joke. <laughs> give me a good dad joke. Um. <laughs> Did you hear about the blonde that installed? Uh, screen doors on her submarine? No, I didn't. That was a horrible idea. I'm sorry, there was no punchline. I was just... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, well. Can we edit that out? (laughs) Well. Absolutely not! (laughs) Well, I get it. I get it. uh, That one one went right over my head. Wait, did did you say whale? Yeah. Well... Was it part of the joke? No. <laughs> I I, I couldn't know. think of a joke off the top of my head that fast. I don't know. I just must be on a, like a whole nother comedic <laughs> level of guys. existence. <laughs> now, that, now that I'm a dad, I just <laughs> my dad jokes are. I I hold you guys to a no higher standard. No one has called now. upon my dad jokes at will before, so. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, it's it's put All on right. to people. Austin, you're gonna have to do a little better than that. Come on, end us on a good note. Oh, a dad joke? Uh, Any joke. Just give me a joke. This is my favorite dad joke. Why do chicken coops only have two doors? Oh, I know this one. Taylor, why don't you Why don't you go for this? I know the answer as well. Oh, you know. Okay, we already know the answer, apparently. <laughs> because if they had four doors, they'd be chicken sedans. <laughs> <laughs> chicken sedan, because four-door cars. I can't talk today. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Nickelodeon <laughs> and that ends this episode of Tangent thanks for tuning in shoot us some emails Tan- uh, Outlook or <laughs> Tangent Podcast at Outlook <laughs> Tangent Podcast at Outlook.com thanks everyone bye bye